Hello and welcome to the new episode of the What Topic podcast. I am your host, Owen Burkett, at Owen.Burkett. And your other host, Josh Deakin, at Mr. Josh Deakin. And uh, yes. yeah. So, yeah, and and, uh, and the cool thing is that I've just bought a new microphone, so it's going to be sounding very stylish and very sexy. So, oh, yeah, so shy. <laughs> Mr. Sexy with the P's and the P- the P's and the Q's. <laughs> yeah, it, my, yeah, my shit is made out of gold now, so. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, um, uh, you might hear the difference in my microphone as well. I'm still using my AirPods, which uh, obviously Owen isn't. He's using a, a, headphone, a proper pair of uh, over-the-ear cans at the minute. But I'm using a lapel mic this time, so it should sound a little bit more, a bit more proper tone, Because obviously the AirPods do sound a little bit like sort of like a little bit robotic, a little bit sometimes. But that's not the only thing that's changed about our setup. Of course, you've got a brand new microphone, right? Yeah, yeah, the Rode uh, NT USB mic. So I've been looking forward to this one, and I finally got on a sale uh, on the Cyber, Cyber Monday. Uh, so it was down like about thirty quid from one hundred and sixty, I think. Oh wow! Oh, shame I didn't think about getting it at that point. To be fair, I don't need a microphone generally speaking as quickly as probably if you, you want do. A good website um, that is not Amazon because I've been avoiding <laughs> at all, uh, all pay your taxes. Time. <clears throat> exactly um yeah like it's called scan.co.uk so oh, i've heard of scan i don't know if they got still got the sale on but yeah um, Ooh, that's how worth I looking it. i guess that's how i found mine because everywhere else was they were either selling about 140 quid or about 150 or full price so i was like ah oh, damn it and then try to find it find it and then i was like oh um this seems legit so yeah just finally came it so i bought it on monday and then it came in today so yeah oh fantastic so yeah i'll say of course as well one of the one of the things that we did last week episode was actually move away from using anchor's built-in mic recording podcasting system because you may have noticed over a few episodes we have had where they've gone a little bit longer stream there sometimes is a crossover with our conversation and it's not because we're talking over each other which we do sometimes do but we avoid cross talk as much as we can possibly it's, do it's not to the point where you do notice that it's very weird that you there's a huge pause gap because we're letting the other person talk and then the, the person's finishing their sentence and then the person is trying to jump in to continue that or whatever and it was just it was very odd um so we had to find alternative um by other means to record it so we tried it on what was it what would we use last week uh so last week we used microsoft teams because i mean to be fair microsoft Teams wasn't terrible um but i think it did compress us a little bit from what i could tell right. yeah and i feel like from what, what we've just done some test recordings before this we're using zoom this week which surprisingly is how i've done the get the shot podcast uh well that was um in season one still early on in the year yeah, I think it's usually um, the one that everyone seems to use. Like, if they want to use either the audio or both the audio and the video. Um, mm. So, yeah, I think I think from going forward, I think we're just probably going to use Zoom because um, it's just easier that way. So, yeah, we seem to have the least uh, problems to instigate with. So, I mean, at the moment, right now, it's allowing us to still see each other, which is nice because when we're recording. It's nice to have that familiar touch of like being able to like you know like use expressive movements while we're talking to each other. Yeah. So you guys don't hear this when you're listening to us on the podcast, but it means that we could actually have a conversing conversation that feels right. a little bit more natural, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it, it's just like you know when you know we know when somebody else is about to talk, you know when they go, 
uh, like that and then you yeah just to let the person but no it's definitely a more, i think it's a better uh way of uh doing the podcast and just having a conversation um and, exactly, it'll, yeah. also, and it'll just also be good with like when we have a um our next guest on uh, whoever that will be um, oh yes at least it, it, it will feel more like rather than just looking at a computer screen and just having sounds in your ears like it just it feels a lot more um like an actual homely like conversation or friendly conversation rather than just something that's isolating i suppose yeah it, it's it's something that i think uh really does help a lot in recordings because there's just no it's weird because like you can you can talk to somebody all day and then you turn on the webcam and like you both feel instantly a bit more connected and obviously during these difficult times it's actually very helpful to just be able to go okay i can see you i can see your expression how you're feeling and talking about this stuff also helps as well when we both want to like you know swap around chatting like so like if i've been talking for maybe a bit too long like i can see you're ready to talk i don't have to like guess that you're gonna next want to make a conversation and that's where sometimes crosstalk gets us a bit too uh crossed over and then obviously you've got the latency problem which it's a typical problem probably with the uh the whole recording with uh anchor so nothing against the anchor kit the anchor kit does a good job does a good job for us but uh yeah i'll say we're going to move very swiftly on to our very first topic today uh which you probably already guessed it's the uh the tanned blonde twat that is donald trump of course up yeah. in the uh, the United States of America, well, it'll be it'll be a make a, make America great again, but in uh, Biden's words, and it'll actually happen properly now because of all the good stuff that's come out this week and the weird stuff too. So, yeah. do you want to take the floor? Um, yeah. So the the thing, the latest thing that is going to be going around is that um, there's a possibility that Trump may uh, not just pardon his children and Rudy Giuliani, but also himself. Now they're figuring out whether that's actually possible. I've heard like arguments that it can and can't happen. Um, and the reason people are talking about this is because he's being he is being investigated for numerous uh, sexual assault um, allegations mm. and also um, uh, fraudulent uh, business uh, practices and exactly yeah amongst other things that he's involved with. So. And the and uh, why that is an issue? Well, if he does pardon himself, then he can't. That nobody can go after him. Like they won't be able to accuse him or bring him to trial or anything like that. So it's just like if he does that, then it's just like all the things that we hope that would happen. Yeah, just won't happen. And, That's the uh, thing, isn't it? Like we don't want to. We don't want uh, any more Trumpism, as as I, I think a lot of people have affectionately named him. It's like there's all sorts of names for different things, like you know Blairites back when Blair's Blair was in you know uh, prime minister role uh, back in the day. You, you, you got all these nicknames for different things, and Trumpism is a very, in my in my opinion, it's very much a disease of things because like if you're stupid enough to believe anything that comes out of Trump's mouth, then you'll believe you'll believe that uh, that aliens uh, aliens have come down from the heavens you know more times than you can believe you know all these silly things like yeah. i'm not saying I don't, I don't i don't believe in aliens or anything like that that's not this conversation but you know yeah. as an example you could believe that trump had probably stuck a you know butt plug up his ass and people would be like oh okay yeah, <laughs> you know like, they'd be oblivious 
Um, no, it's and the problem is like the Trump supporters um, support QAnon, and if you don't know who QAnon is, I think it's only just came over to the UK recently. Mm. Um, QAnon is a major conspiracy uh, group, theory group. Um, they're the ones who started that. Um, that apparently the Democrats are uh, child murdering uh, that sacrifice children who drink the blood to remain youthful or something like that and then they're also a, a, bullshit. a bunch of put of pedophiles yeah it's just bullshit and you know but the fact the problem is that they they brought this up to trump in one of the debates mm. um i think it was the last one and he was like well if i can help to make america safe again then you know i'm all here to support it and it's like wow okay like if you, literally like would, uh, are you really are you really trying to think that you're doing anything great for america he does, he, does, he does like this whole thing where you know if he gets told um like another example was the uh david duke um oh the, god yeah and, it, and it, for those who don't know who david duke is he, he was he was what once the grand high wizard of the ku klux klan and he was there during the um 2017 charlotte um uh, protests uh, that happened um, and they mentioned to him because David Duke is a, support, a Trump supporter and he just thinks that Trump is helping with the the whites uh, the white nationalists like propaganda or whatever it is and um, and Trump is like, well I don't know I, I don't know him I've never met him but yeah he just acts like uh, because uh, even though people have told him like he's he, he was the um the part of the Ku Klux Klan and he still is he goes, yeah. well, I don't know who it is, so therefore I have no association with him. I'm like, that doesn't work that like that, dude. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's it's you know, it's fun, it's funny that is, isn't it? Like everything that comes out of his mouth is just such a like like there's photos of him with um oh, what's his name? The guy that uh the guy that killed himself and hung himself, what's his name? Um uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein, like he said he never met Jeffrey Epstein. He's I in know, bloody photos I, of him. Like, I how do you it was like, I never met him. I don't know him. I'm like, dude, you talk to up to his ear in a video. Like, it's like, what? it's like Boris trying to get away with so much murder in the UK. Like, he, Boris literally fumbles over his words when he knows he's lying. He's like, yeah, Trump is just there, like, don't worry, Trump is the same. Like, if he's not, yeah, if he's not following a teleprompter, then he just makes up, he just makes up like words for drivel, yeah. And it's just. Like, do you remember that one time he goes, Do you know the stash? Was it? It's just like, Yossi might, or I know, whatever it was. And I was like, It's just my Jesus Christ. Like, Jesus, man. Uh, so, yeah, um, that's what's happening with the Trump administration at the moment because there's also, um, also what's going on, it's absolutely hilarious. So, apparently, a key star witness of voter fraud, apparently, from Rudy Giuliani's team. Um, I cannot remember the, the life of um, who the name was, but she is blonde hair with glasses and she is making the rounds where people are impersonating her because she is just a laughing stock. <laughs> like she, she's basically saying like, uh, say, oh, do you, do you guys know what's going on? Like that, <laughs> like, she, like she thinks that she's, oh she's got them right in the, in the uh, she's got them right in the board. She goes, well, do you know what's going on? Like, she's acting. She's acting. She's acting like like she's it's acting like acting so confident, right? She's acting. Acts, so she's acting confident. like one of those. She's acting like you know one of those game shows in America, like you know where they have to answer the question and they're just there, like I know the answer, and then and then what they blurt out is just like utter bullshit, and everyone's just like the fuck. Yeah, I, <laughs> that sounds yeah. like her. 
Well, it it just sounds like she's she's acting like she's so uh, she she's she's like the star, like she's got the spotlight on her. And oh yeah, she's, and she's acting like she's got a really good comeback to the representatives at the hearing, but she's she's a fucking she's a moron. And I even I'm watching her, I'm like going okay, whatever. So yeah, uh, so the, at the moment, like they're they're still trying to um. It say that there's voter fraud, even though Arizona was it Arizona, Wisconsin. Yeah, and, they just declared that there was no voter fraud and, at all. Which this is after like the second or third time they had to recount it because of obviously like one 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 time you try, second time, third time's a charm. Well, third time was not a charm. So like by by no. by definition, you should just stop trying. Yeah, and uh, but but it's just he made that forty minute speech saying that. The- oh, that forty minutes. I only got I only got through the first minute before I had to rage quit. Oh, I I watched it all the way through, and I was. Oh like, man, you got more ball. You got more balls than I have to watch that. I man. I was just He's like, he, he, was, he, he was just like doing the usual thing, like just see here's a, here we are, like the, see the chart we were doing so. He's only more professional than he ever ever <laughs> has, you know. And he was like saying, and then at three o'clock, just out of nowhere, Biden. <laughs> the one like, thing that I took away from what he said, though, what I watched, he was saying, uh, he says, this is the biggest voter fraud in American history. I'm like, no, there's been much worse voter fraud than that. Get off your, off your soapbox. Well, and secondly, secondly, sorry, I don't mean to put in. Secondly, because this, this really grinds my fucking gears with this man, um, is the way he's just like, um, there's no way that I can lose, you know, there's no way that this that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, it's all been like fought against me. And the fact that like election day is no longer election day, it's election week, election month. I'm like, well, you're the one who's causing more votes to be checked again, mate. You're the one who's making it go. You're stringing the process out. It's like yeah. me. It's like me saying to you that like, if I push you over, but then you saying, well, you're in the way. So I, pu- I had to push you. Like, yeah. yeah, that's the only reason you've got hurt is because that like, and he's like, you know this that and the other like i know we have it very different in the uk like we find out the vote the next day what the result is like we wake up to the result if we haven't stayed up overnight you know and like we have it like really quickly and that's because we're a smaller country when you put england scotland northern ireland and wales all together we are a very small nation Mm. as compared like you stick us down on one of the states in america i bet you we're not that much bigger than like washington and new york together if anything maybe a little bit more states i don't know we're the same size as New York State. That's pretty much there. You go. Probably less people, but we're pretty much that size in comparison. Mm. Um, yeah, it's it's the the fact is that he is is so insistent, like um, that even Biden is transitioning, which thank God that's happening. But mm. he's still he's like he's still not conceded, and I don't think he's going to concede until he's got no choice but to concede. Definitely. And or otherwise they're just gonna have to drag him out of the White House. Either way, yeah. Um, and um, yeah, and the fact that basically that whole forty minute was him rambling about there's voter fraud, it's the biggest disgrace, a scam in American history, blah blah blah. He was rambling on, on and on, like you 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 could have said that in in like ten minutes, but no. exactly. And um, yeah, and he and he did his usual like, and here's a chart like. Like he did with the that Axion HBO interview, if you remember when he, was, when he was giving that interview, like you say, look at the charts, like see, we're doing the best in the world, and he went best in the world. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> best um, in the world, best in the world. It sounds like he's trying to do like a very cheap rip off of Jerry Clark. So he's like the best car in the world. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, uh, uh, and it's the most safest car 
in the world. <laughs> so Troy, so Troy says this is the most the most verified in all of America ever. Yeah, we're gonna build a beautiful wall. Oh um, man, if, if you guys could see this, yeah. <laughs> the way he was just like, we're, we're we're gonna build a wall, a great beautiful wall. fucking wall. Yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna be, it's, it's it's gonna have all of the beautiful colors, the things that make it a wall. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, I mean, for those who obviously can't see what we do, we it's also if you notice what Trump is saying, he does the hand gestures. So oh like, man, they're, they're such a mean thing. When you do the AOK thing, he does that with both hands. Like, does that, and then opens. Yeah, it's just... And then he becomes like, "Hey guys, this is the six six six. You know, the Illuminati." Um, <laughs> Jesus, but yeah, we we we're going a bit off track there. But yeah, the, gonna, the, the, gonna, basically, the point of that. <laughs> uh, basically, it's, it's, he's continuing to make it as a complete shit show. He's still not exactly. Uh, yeah, he, he's got better things to do, like solving the coronavirus uh, issue that's going on. Which Biden's obviously going to do much better with. Well, so. Biden, yeah, Biden, because he's he's saying that people should, uh, all the rest of the states should be having mandated, you know, mask wearing, which a lot of people are going to be pissed off. But hey, you know, that we have to deal with Trump supporters being an absolute shitbags they are. Um, so yes, uh, the fact that Trump is not focusing on a more important matters and still going on like a temper tantrum uh, with um, mm. saying there's voter fraud and now there's a whole thing with pardoning um, not just himself but his kids and Rudy Giuliani and anyone that you know that could go against him if any investigations get brought up. Mm. Um, yes, yeah, I so... mean it's it's nice that we've obviously he's now finally like trying to. I mean, we know that Trump's doing this because he, because he knows he doesn't have to concede, basically, that he lost. Like, he doesn't have to say he lost. Like, he can keep keep on thinking he's won. But the fact that now the powers have been transferred by, the, is it the, the GCS, is it? Or what's the, uh, the, the transition group? Oh, no, no, the, the, uh, the transition group, what are they called? Uh, oh, God. I, it's I, like GI something, cause GIS or something like that. I, I, can't, I don't know. But yeah, like there was a team to make sure that uh, one administration transitions to the other. Basically. Yeah. It basically means that like he can get all these briefings, he can get all those bits of info. He can basically start to get his secret service, um, you know, uh, what they call them, not intel. What is it? They, they call them is um, operative or something like that. I don't know. It, it, it's like the intelligence briefings or the intelligence yeah, yeah. Um, well, if I, uh, about time it happened because obviously it didn't happen as soon as the results came in because he's no. whiny bitch. So. Yeah, I mean, it does mean now that that uh, Biden can now start making making decisions on the vaccine for, for from Pfizer as well, because I believe yeah. the United States is hopefully trying to be the next lot behind, next ones behind the UK, which actually is a good place to roll onto our next news. Obviously, that the Pfizer vaccine got approved in the last few days since our last podcast. I think it got approved. A, I think a day after our podcast, right? Monday something or something. Like yeah. I think, yeah, um, something like that. Uh, yeah, and uh, they've announced that uh, people in care homes, uh, care home workers and mm. elderly people and anyone that's... Um, I, is it like all elderly people? In, and is that including all those who are classed as vulnerable are going to mm. get it first? Definitely. I'm, I'm just... Uh, just having a very quick brief look on BBC News because I, I can't remember when they said, but I know I know I watched the news a few uh, about a day or so ago and they were saying about the first person to get the the uh, the vaccine. Obviously, at the same time right now, they are currently doing rapid coronavirus testing in Wolverhampton in the West Midlands. So they are trying right. to get that through. But the 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 rate of infection has gone down per hundred thousand in the in the in my areas where I live. Um, so that's good. 
Um, oh, actually, three hours ago, brand new news, uh, Kia Starmer's had to sell voice lace. Who's okay. that, sorry? Uh, Kia Starmer, the leader of the Labour Party. Labor Party. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, it's probably the way I say it. Keir Starmer. It's Starmer. Starmer, yeah. But yeah, the vaccine obviously uh, has been started to be given out uh, to the first people on the front line. Russia has also done the same, it says here. They're beginning vaccinations in Moscow. So that's a good start. Um, yeah, I would say, obviously, with everything going on right now, there is so much, like, there's so much, like, sort of, like, blurred lines with everything, like, and there's still people who are very, you know, um, conflicted about the Pfizer vaccine coming through. And actually, a lot of people are still, like, questioning why it only took, you know, eight, nine months as opposed to, like, two or three or five to ten years. I mean, my 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 theory behind it, my friend Alice, who worked actually surprisingly works on the COVID swab tests, so she works out whether someone's positive or negative, uh, doing all the you know the sciencey stuff like you know making sure yeah. it gets put into one of those spinnaker machines and it like it spins it up with the chemical makeup that basically tells it a bit like, a bit not exactly like a like a like a like um a pregnancy test but like you know within those realms like where it it turns the color of the liquid one way or another and i think yeah there's certain elements I, to it yeah when i did the covered uh test like obviously you have to swap your tonsils and of your nose yeah and you put and you put the swab end into the liquid so and the liquid basically has a chemical reaction to it to then like start the process of keeping it intact to take it to the testing facility mm. and obviously yeah. she's been saying to me that like she believes with this vaccine, there is no cause for concern at the moment because the if you think about something like the flu jab, like the flu jab was not something that was needed this second because people go through the flu once a year. Whereas with the mm-hmm. coronavirus, the heightened risk of uh, getting infected warranted a vaccine to be so fast-tracked. High, yeah. mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. fast-tracked because it was so high. And because of that, there should be less cause to worry. Like maybe you could probably have your concerns about Pfizer as a company pharmaceutical wise and the things that they've been involved with. Obviously we know they've been involved with things like uh, there was a birth control problem back in the 90, 95, 96 or 97. I think you said before, right as well. Mm. I think, I think mm. you mentioned before, like that we were looking into it, weren't we at one point, like where oh. they had problems with like a birth control drug that they had to withdraw. Like, I think it, so. uh, I think it was helping them with more. No, not birth control. It was morning sickness. Sorry, wasn't it? I think I, something like that. I can't. I can't quite remember. But but yeah, I mean, but, like I f- I feel like they would they, they wouldn't approve it. I mean, I'd like to hope that the NHS wouldn't approve it if there was any cause for concern on a political, pharmaceutical, you know, like kind of you know uh, cynical side, really. Mm. So well, the, well, the fact that um, you know, uh, it's mostly been the Belgians uh, that has helped yeah. with the vaccine, and if you're gonna like the Belgians, just are one probably one of the best, you know, in dealing with like vaccinations, and they are. Uh, and so the fact that we're you know we're getting it that quickly, and I remember mm. I remember apparently um, my brother heard like uh, someone I think it was Amer- American who was saying like oh I bet you get your stuff from Russia and it's like oh you're rushing it no no it's not Russia you're rushing it that's it you're rushing <laughs> it and um, and it was just like uh, well we're closer to the countries that we can get help from yeah you know and you know, i don't think it, i'd probably trust russia immediately not because i i have an issue with anyone russian but it's because of the hypocrisy that is you know someone someone like um no 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 no. so not from russia we're, we're, he's oh. rush, rushing it like oh okay up, like like that way but um but yeah, yeah you know you know what i mean like you 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 probably be a bit concerned about like the fact that like like vladimir putin's like oh i'll have everyone else take it before i take it kind of thing it's like yeah okay mate whatever don't care <laughs> 
at I the same Putin time. Would, I think Putin would probably, I don't know, he would probably just have it for himself and he just goes, ah, let the others wait. I think I think we spoke about it in one of the episodes, like where he was like saying like he'd have to t- he'd have to let his daughters take it before he takes it or something like that. I Pretty know. wise. I I think the, I think the guy is just just he can run hell for I can know I can care. Mm. Um, but yeah, like you were saying though, like the fact of like rushing, I say not to go down the rabbit hole of Russia shit, but like yeah. the the I I think the the people are comfortable thinking that rushing the vaccine is more comfortable than the virus being. Uh, sorry the the vaccine working or not and obviously the, the 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 rate of it working is high enough to give people good reason to like be not skeptical if anything i think and no, like uh, obviously you, everyone has their own opinion don't get me wrong like i i'll put my opinion out there i will take the vaccine because i know i've had the flu, i've had the flu jab before and like yeah you're gonna feel like maybe a little bit ill for a few days it, it's the way that it kicks in like it it's basically well, it's your put your body into a like yeah. Well, that's it, isn't it? It's like worst case scenario, like your body goes on red flag mode for like five minutes. It feels like for you, if it feels like five minutes for your body, but for you, it's like days kind of thing. Yeah. So, and, uh, I mean, same. I'm gonna be taking the vaccine when, when once it becomes available. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, the thing is, like, um, I think America is gonna take a lot longer for it to yeah uh, get it, like, because they don't. I don't think they have the same companies or the access to that we do oh they're so littered with pharmaceutical companies though with their adverts and shit that's like i mean that stuff always been pretty bad in america but i think i probably won't be able to go back to america for at least another year or two no i i even said to my friends that you know once everything is like not just under control but once it's clear karma that or at least karma or at least you you it's 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 more it's actually safe to go out yeah then i'll go back but yeah. uh, but right now it's just like there's no way in ch- there's no way in hell i'm gonna go back at, not at, at all the, no at the state of it right now so it's a bit of a shame that they're gonna have to wait a little bit longer than we are but it is what it is and if trump sorted his shit out exactly then, then he would then he wouldn't be in this situation but hey oh it's what it is what as he would say it is what it is it is what it is um so i mean yeah i mean it gives us i mean it's like uh, people shouldn't really jump into like jump into high hopes right now i I mean it's still it's good to be skeptical it's it's, i mean mean, let skepticism take you over well the fact that you know you got people making conspiracy theories that you know they're saying that there's going to be a chip in the vaccine to track everyone Mm. i say to people i'm like yeah just because just because you know we don't have any technology that can track us. Oh yeah, except for smartwatches, smartphones, like CCTV. Mm. I mean, even your fridge could track you if you really wanted to, like oh, with the CCTV no. touch screen on it. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and it was just the fact that you know if that actually happened, then you know these companies can you know be sued. And... Exactly. Although saying that though, I mean it does give you pause for concern. But the vac- uh, I think the, only Pfizer are doing this. I'm not sure about all the other companies that are doing the vaccines or any other studies that are involved mm-hmm. with the, the vaccines. They're looking to get um, like a pardon, so like they can't get in trouble if the vaccine doesn't go right. Which I think yeah. is a little bit sketchy. That is, but not uncalled bit. for. But you know that's the thing. That's the way that these vaccines like you have to like. It's different to each person, basically. And yeah. you don't know how it's going to work with everyone. Uh, yeah, and um, it's just yeah. I I I think um, I think this at least gives it a little bit more hope uh, that you know there's a vaccine coming in the way, and we might get into like some sort of normalcy uh, next year. Like when exactly? Yeah. When that's going to happen? I, I we obviously we 
excuse me, we can't say for sure. And, yeah, uh, um, but it's but obviously uh, that'll 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 probably be more spoken about as obviously time goes on. Obviously, because if, if there's one thing that we can remember about this podcast, this podcast was born within COVID time, so like mm. it's going to be the center of a lot of conversation still until at least it is you know a bit of a decent distant memory. But we know for certain, like I think we maybe said it on the one one of the episodes, or we said it just me and you chatting with friends or just ourselves is that. COVID's not going to ever go away. Like it's going to be somewhere in the background, at least once a year, probably in the future, if not maybe two years. Because when we, when we was all at the start of this pandemic, we pretty much, it was all in agreement that like stuff like this happens every 10 years, but this is a different type of 10 year decade event. You know, we're all in this together. Well, the funny thing is that when uh, Steven Soderbergh was doing the research, uh, I think it was the director or the screenwriter, they were doing the research uh, for the film Contagion, and yeah. one, and one of the scientists actually said we're actually due for another pandemic. Yeah. So so either it's way, always it's China that's always causing it as well. Like I mean, I get why well, I get why Trump hates China for that reason, but like it's not right to call it the China virus. <laughs> I roll my eyes so hard when he says the China virus. Um, I, I'm it's. <sighs> Anyways, yeah. Yeah, I'll say uh, we're, we're obviously going to switch gears from that now and move on to our next topic. But of course, before then, we're going to take a very quick break and we'll be back with you guys very shortly. See you then. See you in a sec. Hello, guys, and welcome back to the second part of this episode of What Topic. And uh, just as a recap, obviously, we just in the last part spoke very briefly. Obviously, I say briefly, probably a bit more than briefly, but obviously... The Trump stuff going on, like the pardoning that he wants to try and do, etc. Obviously, all that hypocrisy with America. Obviously, we talked about the Pfizer vaccine as well um, going on in the UK. And uh, yeah, I'll say we're now going to switch gears like we always do. And we're going to move on to our next topic, which is, of course, for those who haven't seen it, uh, the big news of Warner Brothers Media changing their release schedule for 2021 into releasing as far as we're aware this is obviously only a u.s thing at the minute uh mm. it's, it's it's very much an under uh and not, not as understanding for the rest of the world yet but in america yeah. for those who know hbo obviously they've got their hbo max service uh warner brothers uh, actually own hbo i believe now uh yeah yeah they do so they technically, this is their streaming service in a way, technically, because uh, of because of all the logistics behind it and everything. So Warner Brothers uh, Media uh, or Warner Media, as they're known, uh, are going to be putting on every single movie that they make in 2021 onto HBO Max and the cinemas. So they've got both the streaming side and also the you know the box office side. And people are already speculating, what's this going to do to the box office? Yeah. So um, I think the big question is that to people is like, is this going to be the new norm or the new standard uh, for movie going? Um, like, so you've got, uh, because, and apparently this is only going to be temporary from what one of others has said that this is yeah. only going to be for a year or at least until, you know, it's more safe to go to see, uh, go to the cinemas uh, right now than it is uh, currently. Because as we saw from the box office takers from uh, Christopher Nolan's Tenet, um, it only made three hundred million dollars in the in the box office, uh, which is actually considering it's actually it wasn't a bad, you know, it didn't have a bad run. Uh, it's just it didn't make the numbers that it should have done. Well, yeah, you look at something like you know uh, Endgame, like Avengers, and like you know the Avatar movie and other movies that have come before it. They've hit the billion dollars easily. 
Mm, yeah, so he, he, he didn't get the he didn't get the the number that they probably would have hit the billion if it wasn't for COVID. That's for sure. Maybe I mean we we just don't know. So um, the fact the fact is is that you know they've they've seen what's happening and obviously that the fact that they have to keep delaying um, films by months uh, or even mm. a year in some cases of these other studios that. Um, yeah, and it's it's and it and it costs money to keep delaying it. it like it probably costs like millions every time they have to. Oh yeah, uh, like bonds. Yeah, with no time to die, and you know, um, and amongst other, and um, you know, with the Fast and Furious nine that was supposed to come out late in April, uh, late in April this year. Now it's coming for April twenty twenty one. Um, but yeah, and it's just the fact that you know they're still sticking with the Wonder Woman coming out on Christmas Day in the US. We're getting yeah. It. We're getting it on December sixteenth, so that's so it's be- a week. Uh, it, I think so. That's that's a uh, a week on Thursday, right? Uh, Wednesday. Two weeks on fir- two two weeks on Wednesday. Sorry, yeah. Uh, so yeah, not, not so, this Wednesday. Come in the following Wednesday. No. So yeah. So but but that's the thing. It's like we can we can do that in our country because we're not we're not. Well, here's the thing. I I spoke this to my brother, and we keep forgetting that we always go like, well, we're not we're not as bad as America, even though we are like probably the worst country in Europe that in terms of cases. Yeah and deaths right now so um yeah uh but, but that's the thing like we can we we can release it in cinemas and we don't need to release it in um on streaming services no. um and it's also a big another stab to somebody another company that tried to do the same thing earlier um one of us is releasing all these films on hbo max with no additional cost on top of the 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 membership fee which is a major bonus because if you all remember what uh disney tried to do with mulan they released it on disney plus and it didn't work and they bought it they put it on a with a 30 dollar 20 pound uh price tag on top of it and i it did not do well at all the fact that they even shot themselves in the foot as well because they announced i think a week or a couple weeks after that they're gonna say oh we're gonna release it on disney plus in december so everyone's like looked at it going, we might as well just wait until December or at least when it's out on digital yeah. Blu-ray or whatever. So yeah, um, so when the news that Wonder Woman was going to be released simultaneously in cinemas and um, on HBO Max, it did say with a you know, small writing that say no additional fee on top of the subscription fee, which is basically a massive like, fuck you to Disney. <laughs> yeah, it's a, mass- it's a massive boon for them, isn't it? And it's and it and the and thing is, like, I, and, and even though it doesn't apply to us uh, in the UK, not necessarily. Uh, no. How how I view about it, I'm not particularly against it because right now it's not particularly safe to uh, go out and watch a movie or even risk your life to watch a movie. Um, even though they will implement safety features and um, make it like everyone, you know, wear, uh, use hand sanitizer and wearing a mask and etc. cetera. Um, it's, you know, that's again, like I said earlier, it costs studios money to keep delaying their films every time. And um, it's, you know, it, you kind of like, well, you either take the risk of that, um, like Christopher Nolan did, and release it in cinemas without releasing it on streaming services alongside yeah. it, um, and lose so much money from it. But the other, and the other, but the other problem is, is that um, if you decide to release it in um, on streaming services as well, people are going to go, well, we're going to stay in home, stay at home, 
because it's mm. the, kind of the convenience of um, staying at home. And, you know, and how's that going to affect with the box office or if, how's that going to affect with, you know, with uh, with view, views on streaming platforms? I don't know. It's like, you know, it, like it, it, it's a completely different scenario um, of, uh, you know, films and TV shows released on, say, like Netflix or Amazon Prime that they've they have already they they've already planned it so it's it's not going to be a major thing but these are films are were strictly before the pandemic happened uh they were strictly for the cinema going to the cinemas yeah so they're um but the fact that they've now also released it on streaming services is kind of like what's that gonna is that gonna affect uh you know the movie going experience and it's a mixed bag with the movie. So that was another thing that people were saying is like, you know, it's the death of the movie going experience, which I don't think so. We um, had this conversation to a degree, didn't we? At, yeah. Uh, a and, previous episode. And uh, yeah. And it, the other thing and the thing about it is that, you know, obviously we all have different mixed experiences. Like some people have good experiences. I've never had uh, the only slight annoyances is the usual ones, like people on the phones and, people talked amongst themselves i don't miss that so when i went to see um when i went to see tenet and then i went to see the empire strikes back during the in the cinemas people did barely talked and i actually appreciate it it's because it, it, it it felt like those people who actually really want to go to the cinema actually want to go to the cinema it's not like you know um just the giving them the choice yeah uh, yeah it's not like the old person who just goes there and it's basically they put this whole i don't give a fuck personality like they're going to be on their phones they're going to talk throughout the whole movie or whatever and you tell them to shut up and then they say like well i paid for this ticket i'm like yeah you've got you paid to watch a film not talk over it if you don't want to see it fuck off basically i exactly yeah, yeah. I, I get really pissed off at the fact that I, you know, I'm trying to watch something, I'm trying to concentrate it. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter if I'm not enjoying it or whatever. If I see a glare from someone's phone, I'm going to be really distracted by it. And it's going to take me out of the, out the, out of the movie. And, mm. and it's, it's, it's going to be, so yeah. It shakes the experience um, for you. It does it makes, got- it, it makes you step out of the experience, which you don't want to. And somebody mentioned this in a po- in another podcast. It's like you've got to get all those people that say, "Oh, what about the movie experience?" And that I'm like, "Well, you should have thought about that before you decide to be absolute dicks about it." And now it's happened. You get mm. a massive fuck you to uh, to yourself. So, so really, you ruined um, it by go- by going out by going out and spreading the exactly. coronavirus. And it, yeah, know, people, and people were talking about it before the pandemic happened. They were like, "Well, less more p- people are." Um, not going to the cinema because you know food prices that the cinema food is overpriced which it is, <laughs> and, it is uh, yeah there's no and, there's no doubt in that i mean you go to america you probably spend like 20 dollars on like a popcorn oh, and God, a i mean the fact the fact is that i said to my, some of my friends I'm like not, not even the big chains do like because um over here in the uk um uh view and odin and i don't know if cineworld does it but they do like five pound a ticket and it doesn't matter what day it is it's mm. it, it's five per pound a ticket. Some places don't do that because when I went to see Endgame in Salisbury, um, they didn't do it. But I uh, luckily I had enough points to. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Free t- got a free ticket, so I didn't have to pay it for it. But yeah, that's it, you know before they decide to do that, it was literally ten to twelve quid a pop, and it was it, it just got ridiculous. And then you got like you know because they're always trying to recover the cost, obviously, of the ticket. Sorry for the film that they have to purchase because obviously. 
people don't probably realize this, but cinema, the reason why cinemas charge you so much is because it costs so much for the license to run the film. Well, yeah, and you know they need to make up for it, but then, but then they realize, oh, well, if we make it five pound, five pounds any day of the week, then that's going to get more people away. And they're like, oh, yeah, we, you know, I can spend five quid on a cinema ticket or whatever it is, and then I might be more inclined to buy some popcorn and drinks, and then I'll spend yeah. about ten or fifteen quid then. Even though I, I never buy cinema, I well, I never. It's not like I never buy. I rarely buy cinema food, just because. To be so fair, fun. the only reason the only reason I buy cinema food is because I like popcorn, and popcorn's always always pretty decent at the cinema. Nice and warm. It's got a yeah. good taste to it, and I, and I don't mind having a carbonated drink. You know, like you can get a decently large drink for the price, unless you go showcase and showcase I, is an absolute. Well, unfortunately, like I've heard, like from friends and uh, obviously stories online. You know, the the ins and outs of like working at a cinema and mm. you know certain things. Like you know, they they the sodas that they use is basically they keep reusing it, even though it go, even it gets flat. Yeah, it's pretty shit. It's it's a bit. Like, There's some so, cook. Yeah. I, I know. I know. Uh, Showcase was a quiz. Uh, was was not acquitted of that, but like they got away with it, kind of thing, for yeah. years. I if it's been going slightly off subject, but it's I I just thought of a story that is so funny that when my one of, one of my friends used to work at the cinema back in 2007, and they just got the reel for uh, Transformers, like the first Transformers film, and mm. he was in charge of getting it uh, getting it from the delivery to the the screening room. He chipped over, oh, and and, it, and he was like, "Oh my god!" So he tried to, you know, put it back in and then gave it to it. And then the I think one of the supervisors or them and he went like, it's "Like who dropped it? Who dropped the reel?" And he went, "Yeah, who dropped that?" <laughs> so, um, oh, uh... I, I just thought it was so funny that he went. Um, I probably caused a you know major accident at the cinema. I was like, "What'd you do?" And he was like, "Yeah, I dropped the wheel for Transformers." But anyway, I just thought it was funny. It just made me. Think yeah, I know what you mean. It's mad that though, isn't it? <laughs> but I think um, like if there was to do anything similar here in the UK, I I, I don't know who they go with to be honest. Because if you think about it, a lot of our a lot of our streaming services in this country are already American. So like you got your Netflixes, you got your Prime Videos. But then I'd like, I like I don't know who else they would release it with here in the UK. They wouldn't well, release it on BritBox because that just isn't, is that isn't a viable option. The BBC wouldn't have the movies because uh, that wouldn't well that would not benefit them at all. Like unless there were the BBC collaborated projects. That, I, mean, I know BBC do their own film stuff as well. They have that. well. The the but, thing is is that um uh it probably would go well. I mean I talked about this with my brother. They were put uh, so there was a we had to talk, a conversation with. Um, how they're going to release um, Zack Snyder's Justice League uh, because that's coming. That's going to come out on HBO Max, and um, and obviously that's Warner Brothers as well. So we were thinking like, where, where's it going to come out? And I said it's going to come out on Sky. And the reason I say that ah. is it's um, that's where you ha- you can watch HBO shows. Ah, oh, yes, Sky Atlantic, of course. So yeah, good, where, good thinking so, there, mate. I forgot that one. You know, to be fair. So, so when uh, I Hate Susie came out on Sky, it then came out on HBO Max. Although saying that, if you think about it, HBO now being owned by Warner Brothers is a bit of a weird loop because um, Sky is technically owned by Disney now, right? Is it? At least I think it's owned by Disney now. At least the rights I, to, to the Sky well, to the Sky Network. I don't know about that. And it's probably the reason why the Disney why Disney Plus is is it's uh, got an exclusivity uh, deal with Sky Sky subscribers through Sky Q. So I mean I mean there's probably a bit more information than that that I'm say, that I'm not thinking of to say, but like yeah. I, as far as I'm aware, 
it, you could say in a way that they've that Disney have kind of got like both their own Marvel stuff and then also they've got the Warner Brothers stuff tied up pretty nicely, if you ask me. It seems yeah. all, all a bit too easy, if you ask me. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, if they were going to release the films on streaming platforms, they would probably release it on Sky. Mm. Um, definitely not on disney plus <laughs> but, um, oh no like, well and that's the other thing like because obviously there's there's black widow and mm. Eternals, which was supposed to really be released they were, they were supposed to be released by now yeah and you know so are they gonna go on are they gonna do the same as Warner brothers they're gonna are they gonna do it on um i don't know i mean uh, we've got is, we've got we've got we've got warner vision coming out i think before Christmas, well, right? Well, that was uh, that's going to be released sometime next year. Oh, it's been uh, delayed as it as it again. Uh, no, they just they intended to release it in. Oh, I thought, I thought I'm sure it was supposed to be like November or December. I when I saw the trailers, I, maybe it's next I year. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. But that was that was always been a um, a Disney Plus show. So yeah, you know, that so that was never an, an issue, anything like that. But you know, the, true. Yeah, yeah. The, because Black Widow was supposed to be released in. May, I think. So that's how long it, it's been, yeah. And then it was gonna and then it did the whole now time to die thing where it was gonna be released in November and then they delayed it. And then the Eternals was supposed to be coming out in December, but then that's been delayed. Um so then you know they're still filming uh the Spider-Man film and they're doing the Doctor Strange film. Um mm. so it's an, yeah. is it is it probably this is probably Tom Holland's last Spider-Man film, right? That he's doing, or is he doing any more? I don't know. Uh, well, it could be a thing where he's done all the three solo films, and then God knows, like he's he's having his like his own like sort of Cats America arc or something well, like that. He might do, think. do like, like, like he might do a Robert Downey Jr. So Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, was only meant to do three solo Iron Man films, and then any anything after that is just you know. Yeah, he he's pretty much like the icon. Like if you if you think about him. Uh, when I think of the D- the MCU, I think of either Iron Man or I think of Captain America. I, for me, I'm more of an I'm more of a Captain America fan. I quite like America. Mm. Uh, I I, I think I, I, Rob, I like Robert Downey Jr. as a actor and as a person, but he's the persona he, he has with Iron Man kind of um, wrongs me a little bit. I don't really enjoy Iron Man's like you know very off-putting off-standing sort of nature like when he can't have his own way kind of thing like it's like uh it's not for me he's stuck up personality yeah and i think with captain america you know steve rogers you've got like a very passionate like not saying that iron man hasn't had his moments but you have more like moments with captain america like with his very sort of like passionate feelings uh and like he's very human you know sort of side and it really helps a lot yeah so like, uh, you know, I mean, obviously to go back to talking about obviously Warner and everything like that, I I, th- I think in general, it's very exciting as yeah. a prospect. One second. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, go back to the whole um, streaming services uh, thing. It's, I, it's a bit of a mixed bag, but I'm, you know, I'm perfectly f- fine with it because the situation in America is really shit right now. So it's like, you know, because people are not, don't feel safe to go to the cinema. Um, so it at least gives them an option. And mm. also the thing is it like, it's not like once they're on HBO Max, they stay on HBO Max. That's not the, that's not the case. They, exactly. they, they stay there for about a month and it's basically like, you've got a month to watch this. And if you don't watch it in time, then tough shit basically yeah and, it's, it's um, a little bit less forceful like unlike the the mulan one 
you know like yeah, you, you, um, you either watch it now and pay or you wait whereas you've got to use that time to watch it rather than mm. wait for a specific time like you've got like yeah. points throughout the year you know the film's coming out here and like there's as far as we're aware at the minute i don't i don't know if you know anything different than i do but uh, as far as i'm aware they're coming out on the same day right on both yeah, hbo max out, so, and the cinema so- so as soon as they come out in cinemas, they are coming out on HBO Max on the same day. So like the uh, only advantage you'd have is if you was a very hardcore person wanting to watch it at midnight, you could typically sit at, sit up until midnight and watch it on the streaming service at midnight. I don't know. I don't know whether they're going to do that uh, like they do in on Netflix, where you even if it goes past like midnight, that it, it, it even though it technically comes out the day where you are, it might. Oh, okay. It might. It might wait until like all of America is uh, is on that day. So yeah. Oh, a bit, a bit like how Apple do their software updates at like six in the evening, which is like a typical time in America. Yeah, yeah. basically. So yeah, and, and like I said, I, I, even though it doesn't it doesn't affect us, um, us English people. Uh, it, but it's interesting. It, 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 it's interesting because it also make it, it, is it going to make Sky uh, over here going to look at what's happening uh, in um, the streaming services and think, oh, we could do the same thing and is hmm. that going to be and that's is that going to change anything is that going to be the new norm of movie watching there's nothing I, saying that disney won't do it as well you know they've got that like i exactly, mean you've got yeah. you, you've got you've you've got the big giants like uh, prime video and disney plus obviously deciding to do watch party features as well now so they're, they're going in the mm, footsteps of like yeah. the chrome extension net part netflix party so technically through you know and obviously an unofficial method you can watch netflix with a friend and still type talk to them i don't know if you can type talk to them on the prime video and disney plus i mean you've still got whatsapp for you that can, you, yeah i i done i done a few uh prime watch parties with a friend oh, brilliant. We, we can talk on the screen but we don't we text on our phones because if we type on the screen it's just distracting so yeah oh, so um, do, you, do, you, do you use the app on your phone to type talk while you're watching it then no no, no we, we just literally we just text on whatsapp that's it oh okay i was gonna say because like um I, I was expecting it to be the case that like you know you, you start it because like, as far as i'm aware like with a lot of the disney stuff as well you can just start it on any device it doesn't matter whether you're on your iphone your ipad or your your tv it's like with the google oh, tv yeah, i can the, i can do watch party there so prime uh i you can't do it on the piece that on my ps4 um, no, the PS4 doesn't I, I seem to allow it for Disney Plus either. I, I don't think you can do it on any consoles. It, I think it does say that you can only do it on your PC or Mac. Or you can do it on the Google TV with Chromecast, and you can do it on the Apple TV. Uh, not Apple TV Plus, that's a service. Apple TV, the device, yeah. Oh, uh, right, okay, okay. It really yeah. depends on what device you're on, I imagine. Mm. But, like, I, I hypervise that, like, if they wanted to let you have a typing talk experience, they wouldn't do it, like, with a sidebar, like how you, that we had on Netflix Party, obviously, because it yeah. wouldn't be like that. But on the iPad or the phone like that, you you'd be able to like open the app and like start type talking there. Oh, uh, so you're watching on your TV, then you type on your phone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. But um, like I say, you know, it's been working for the most part. That like we just watch it at the same time, and we. It's very really... stable. Like we. I mean, not probably as bad as uh, Netflix Party was because obviously we had that dropout, didn't we? The once. Well, that's but that's not for, the reason for that is because it's not from Netflix. It's actually from a third party. But no, of course, yeah. Extension. So, but it does it yeah. does make you think how stable it is these two i mean obviously not to completely like change subjects or anything but like the fact that we've got these watch party features now like kind of tells you the direction that we're headed for the moment doesn't it we've obviously yeah. this news from warner brothers of course as well like it's not out of the picture that like uh, or out of certainty that hbo max might do the same thing they might initiate a watch party feature 
so you can watch with your friends probably um it it really does raise a lot of questions like whether the rest of the world is going to follow suit where they're going to do you know they release a big film and you know and they release it on a streaming service at the same time Mm. but like uh like you know when films get released in cinemas like um they're going to have a certain deadline so um because movies usually stay on for about a couple months um yeah but normally think, but i think it's a good way uh for hbo max to do uh to make a um uh to release uh films for only a certain amount a lot much lesser time so you only got like 30 days to watch uh the film and that, and once it's gone it's gone and then you have to wait it until it comes out in digital and blu-ray and stuff and when um, decide, they decided they decided to put it back on HBO Max, maybe. Yeah, uh, but so they they, they they put they like they pause viewing of it and then bring it back like at another time, mm. like and go like, oh um, hey guys, we're back again, kind of thing. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I mean, who knows? It's still early days, so they just announced it, and we'll see how it goes. I mean, they got a whole list of movies that are coming out uh, in 2021. So you got uh, so you got Dune, uh, The Matrix Four, uh, the Space Jam sequel. That's mad uh, that they're doing Matrix Four. I, I didn't even. I completely yeah. forgot that that was a thing. Yeah, I know. It's kind of like a bit under wraps, but it'll be interesting to watch. Then you got. We, do uh, we have a trailer for that earlier in the year? I can't remember. No, not at all. I mean, there's so been, that's the first you know, instance. There's there's been um a paparazzi pictures of you know filming, but that's as much. Ah. Um, and then there's been uh, Godzilla uh, versus Kong, oh, uh, which that was supposed to be released this year, but that got delayed. Um, I don't know if I really care to be honest about that. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, like the only ones I'm really looking forward to is like um, I as soon as tickets of Wonder Woman 1984 comes out, then I'm going to be getting it. Um, then the other one I'm probably really excited for is probably Dune because that looks phenomenal. Like it looks amazing. Hmm. um probably matrix 4 even though i was a bit put off um with the sequels like i think the first matrix hmm. is, a, is a masterpiece um, yeah sometimes the first is always the masterpiece right um you know but again all the others like i'll i'll just see whether you know if i'm interested or not but again yeah um, yeah, so that's the news of that. So, you know, it's it, it, whole, it brings a whole conversation for everyone, uh, whether that's, you know, going to be applied elsewhere. But yeah, that's what Wonder Brothers is doing. So we'll be interested to see what uh, Sony and Universal and Paramount are going to do with their films. Yeah, how, that, how are they going to react and do it? Um, although that being said, I just see that, you know, they're going to, you know, they advertise Tom and Jerry from that lineup. And I'm like, dude, you might as well just throw that in hbo max that was never a that's not something i'm gonna go see in cinemas personally but no nah, it, it, it's weird isn't it yeah and, <laughs> but yeah i'd say so, that's that's something for you <laughs> so yeah uh so um, i mean it'll be interesting for you uh for everyone to know you know what your thoughts about you know if that's going to be something that you're going to be worried about or you're going to be okay with or whatever so yeah, yeah um okay so but yeah steps, we're gonna move yeah. on to move on to the penultimate thing of the episode right yeah so we're gonna speaking of streaming services um mm. i finally did watch the my most one of the most anticipated films of this year is david david fincher's mank which just came out on netflix yesterday um and um i even though i probably did say it on my um, instagram stories but 
Um, I absolutely loved the film, uh, and it's probably slightly biased just because I'm I, I'm I'm a huge fan of David Fincher's work. I mean, if if you don't know his name, you definitely know his his films. Like he's he's directed um, uh, things like uh, Seven, Fight Club, um, yeah. Hero's Case of Benjamin Button, the, the Social Network, the uh, the English adaptation of The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, Gone Girl. Oh wow. And a bunch of other things. And he also um, was actually one of the people that started, um, helped with Netflix, with um, the streaming services, with the House of Cards and Mindhunter. Oh, wow. So he's nice. he's had so he's had a four year deal with uh, Netflix that he I think is basically they said he's he's been wanting to make this film uh, since um, since the nineties. Uh, it was going to be made before he was going to make the game, um, but. Um, they, the studios weren't too fond of the idea to film it in black and white so he was uh-huh. like you know fuck that and it was funny enough going to star um, he, uh, Kevin Spacey and Jodie Foster as the leads but Ooh. yeah I know so um, uh, but luckily um, in this version that that, uh, that character is played uh, by uh, Gary Oldman who I think is a fantastic actor he's such a comedian mm. um, and uh, he plays so, so basically for those who don't know uh, Mank is about uh, Herman Mankiewicz if I got that right yeah Herman J Mankiewicz he was the co-writer of um, supposedly according to many film historians and filmmakers alike and film lovers everywhere that um is citizen kane which is considered to be one of the greatest films ever made um and that was written and that was also uh co-written uh by uh orson wells who also starred produced and directed the film as well so that was a big thing at the time and also the fact that orson wells was 24 at the time when he made that film and it's just like um, but yeah, there was a whole, uh, and this whole film is based on an essay back in the seventies. I can't remember who wrote it, but it was arguing that Mankiewicz was the the person who came up with the idea and wrote the initial screenplay until Orson Welles came in and did rewrites and et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Um, so it's, and it's really weird because you think it's like, oh, it's going to be one of those, another, you know, a film in love with the, you know, with filmmaking and that, you know, kind of like La La Land uh, as a recent example. Um, it's, uh, it's good. And all, I mean, also, I guess also um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, although anything by Tarantino, he's got a huge boner for filmmaking and film history and all that. Um, uh, so basically it is about Mankiewicz writing the screenplay that would be turning, turned to uh, Citizen Kane. But it's also about, the what is going on, you know, with the the Hollywood system uh, during that time in the late thirties, early forties, um, and he's, you know, with meeting with um, such people as if I get to the, because uh, I, I do know the names, but I just can't remember for the life of me who that. So people like Marion Davis, who was a huge star in the twenties, and she was basically a mistress to, um, oh, what's his name? Um, William Randolph Hearst. So he was at the time the a huge media mogul of the news, newspapers and everything. Like he was basically like the um, who's the guy who owns Fox? Oh, call me a father. Um, it's um, uh, I watched a series that he was in it. It's um, it's an Australian. 
Oh god. <laughs> it's um <laughs> um that is gonna really like I really annoy me because uh, um Ah, <laughs> uh, damn the. Okay, I'll I'll type in the um. Uh, yeah, I'll type in the uh, the the series that it's named at. So, duh, duh, duh. Rupert Murdoch. That's it. I was like Murdoch, something like Murdoch. Um, yes. Yeah, so I was going say. <laughs> it was kind of like the nineteen thirties, forties equivalent of Rupert Murdoch. Like he uh, he was a major, major, media mogul. Um, that that and that person, and he was played by Charles Dance um, in the film. And, um, and Amanda Seyfried, who plays uh, Marion Davis, and then you have Lily Collins, who plays uh, Mankiewicz's uh, secretary, and um, amongst other characters that are in the movie that, if you're really into your film history, you will recognize certain people, um, such as, um, you know, Louis B. Mayer, who was head of uh, MGM at the time. Um, and then you've got, um, you know, um, uh, Max's uh, brother jo Joseph L. Mankiewicz, who was a very successful filmmaker at the time, um, yeah, and obviously you got the, and then you also got uh, Tom Burke as Orson Welles. Um, definitely got the voice down, like spit. So the thing that I absolutely adore is the level of detail, and it's 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 what you expect from David Fincher. He's he's pretty much an auteur in every meaning of the word. Like oh, yeah. you see, like you see with uh, like because the fact they shot on an 8K uh, red camera, but Ooh. they but they degraded the the the, the um they degraded the quality of it to match the steed the sort of the it's sort of like how he just how he said it was like they wanted to, to treat it uh the way the film looked and sounded like so the film found... was still in high quality but it was like like you know like that like that sort of like you know you like you like burnt the letter to make it look old-fashioned kind of style kind of thing yeah but adding I mean, that they, detail back they added details like with the like the you know with the film adding like film grain and cigarette burns and and even that's good and even, excuse me and even sound and even sound blips where they had to change the wheels at the time. Oh, and, brilliant! And it it's like and even like when they um, they're driving and it looks like one of those like sort of back nineteen thirties yeah. backdrops. It it's just the level of detail in the film is like when I was watching it, I was so hypnotized that they got it so perfectly and even with the sound it sort wow. of sounded like they it literally how he said it was like it looked like they found this film in someone's basement or somewhere oh, and they yeah. went to it and they went to restore it and everything and that's how it looks and sounds that's it's, amazing it's a phenomenal it's phenomenal like the amount of detail that they've done with the visuals and the sound and the cinematography looks um like just absolutely gorgeous to look at um mm. and uh and, and every all the all the actors you know do a, phen a phenomenal job like they just put the a game you know as you expect from gary Oldman and everyone else in the, in the film uh the score by trent Reznor and atticus ross is like because uh, we all heard the music when they did the social network the guy the dragon tattoo and even recently with watchmen they used like synthesizers and all that uh, they don't do it with this one. They use it as period accurate like um, instruments. Yeah. So it's so it's very different to what they've done before, and it just shows like how very versatile um, they are. Like they're so talented. Um, and um, yeah, and um, a very it's... different style it gives you a very different overall. Um, uh, uh, what's the word? Um, 
it gives the the watcher a very a very different experience and feel like like i guess you could kind of say that like if the film was done in completely modern colors and everything like that yeah and i i think you'd ruin it maybe it would it would not be the say you maybe not ruin it but like it would have that that polished touch of the old day yeah, I just don't think it would have added a how it would it just having being shot in black and white because that's the thing they actually shot it in monochrome. They didn't have oh, a, wow. a, they they didn't have a color version available. That's that they had to light it and everything as it would look like in black and white. Um, so it just adds a whole you know a level like and tried to make the special effects you know look like the time periods like when they yeah. have cross dissolves and everything and, oh man the old that old day man and um yeah and uh, the only thing i would say that would put off casual viewers from watching it is like if you are not into your film history or anything like that they're going to mention names mm. and if you don't know who they are then you're going to be bit out of touch. so so I there mean, is that there is that tiny bit of hesitant touch between you know once upon a time in hollywood where you like you kind of need to know a bit about it before you watch it because otherwise it would, yeah. you wouldn't get you wouldn't get the uh the punchlines like the the things in the movie that make the movie understandable and like fused and work from scene to scene yeah it's like you know if you don't know who any of these people are like they just name drop these people then you're you're just not gonna you're just not gonna um you're just not you just not, you might struggle to follow along with like who's mm. who's who and this and that well, but... that's why it walked halfway through walked in halfway through the film and like it wouldn't have made a difference kind of thing no and you know and it's just like you know the, the story where how it jumps back and forth you know with flashbacks and you know what's going <laughs> on currently and everything it's like it's yeah it might that's the thing it might put off people and i'm not saying it's that it's that it's for everyone but for well, i guess the who... difference is that like um, not to obviously butt in again, obviously, like, mm. but I think the difference that people will probably appreciate with this is that you don't have to go to the cinema to watch this. And this is where I think this movie has its uphill struggle, not that uh, it doesn't have an uphill struggle, like, you know, once upon a time in Hollywood, because you had to go to the cinema to watch that. So you put, you, you basically, you're putting your money down to watch that film. Mm. And you don't, and maybe you, 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 you go watch it and you don't end up enjoying it. You're like, well, you can't get that money back, can you? The same mm. couldn't be, can't be really said about Netflix, but at the same time, you pay a flat fee every month, or if you pay, you know, I mean, I've got, at the minute, I've got a deal with, because I bought my Google uh, Google TV with Chromecast, and it came, and I bought the 60, um, I think it was for 80 quid, that like you got a, a six months of Netflix included. But like, if you get like okay. a gift card even, like that fulfills those months, just to, you know, enjoy it for what it is, you aren't really losing much because you pay like what how much for a ticket to go to the cinema sometimes now like 10 12 pounds it's it's, it's like between like five to ten quid where wherever you did, did decide to watch it and that's the other thing i you know just thought about it's like the bar for entries you know, lower. It, it's it's like that's another factor that people might you know just stick staying at home you know watching all these new films is that you know like it's probably cheaper like because obviously if you've got a family um you know to watch a disney film or whatever exactly. because obviously because obviously souls um was supposed to be released in cinemas but then they suddenly announced that it's going to be exclusive to disney plus um on christmas day no additional cost by the way because they probably learned that mistake from yeah um, but uh, what was that yeah. sweat, sweat on the collar <laughs> but that's the thing and uh but the, the other thing i also now just thought of is the fact even though they're going to release all these new films on the day that they come out in, th- in cinemas 
are they going to jack up the price eventually like mm. uh, or anything so yeah but yeah going back to mank uh yeah like what you're trying uh, what i'm saying it's like it would have been nice to see it in in cinemas because mm. it's it's a very much a love letter to filmmaking and that time period and i mean but but also it, it was a passion project for david fincher because this was written by his father uh jack fincher who exactly yeah. um he unfortunately he passed away in 2003 i think so yeah. um but i think that i think that's cool that he he helped with netflix do, do his deal uh with you know making house of cards and uh mindhunter and um and then he and then they kind of went okay you've done that for us so what can we do for you and he just went well i want to make this film that i've been wanting to make since you know the 90s and since the to- since the, to- the time the dawn time <laughs> of hollywood yeah yeah so um i mean so for me i i would give this a solid five out of five i don't think it's the masterpiece from fincher i think that goes to the social network and zodiac the director's cut oh you uh, believe that they that they that they succeeded uh succeeded it i that's the thing like i know everybody's going to be different with this because obviously like yeah. i said earlier you know um if you're not into your film history or if you're not really into the love of filmmaking or the studio mm. system or just you know 1930s 40s hollywood at that t- at that time period this might might lose you on it like you might you might appreciate on a on a surface level but anything after that it, you might you know like lose looser interest yeah yeah so it's it's um i'm not saying do your homework but it might help if you just look like who are the characters who's the people that being portrayed in the film just have a quick glance at it like who they are like you know why they're important and then maybe do that way but again like Obviously, that's up to you. That's up to your discretion whether you want to do that or not. Um, yeah. So, I mean, like I said, it's um, it's probably like over time, I probably will think about it. But I think it's pretty fucking solid. Um, mm. And yeah, like this is a, it's probably and this is like uh, like um, Hollywood is probably going to get um, a lot of um, Oscar love or awards love uh, because it's yeah. like because all awards ceremonies love uh, films about. Uh, filmmaking or at least the love of film um but um this is uh definitely enough a win for netflix for sure um, well that's isn't it because because netflix are now really uh they're really pushing for international film aren't they because i know that it said it didn't just say netflix presents on the poster stuff for it it said mm. netflix international presents because i know that they've released movies in the cinemas as well um, well, I think they just did that because that was what they did. In a, it was like a 1930s touch. Like, so I don't think yeah. it was anything to do with maybe uh, being international. So because even when you watch the trailers for Mank, they did the old, like, oh, the old MPAA, like, like because they didn't oh, start I mean, it. like Charlie Chaplin style, like where it was like the bars around the screen kind of thing. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm uh, sorry. It wasn't like, you know, with um, if you watch trailers on YouTube, they got the green band like sort oh, of thing yeah. at the beginning. They don't do that with the, the trailers for Mank. It's all in black and white and looks like oh. from the time period. And then they very authentic the trailer, and they made the trailers even to that style. So, yeah, um, they so they uh, I mean, it's kind of what you expect it from David Fincher if you like. Um, um, it's obviously very, very different to what he's done before. Like, obviously, he's he's he has a very cynical 
uh, perspective on a lot of his films. Uh, they're yeah, yeah. Very, very dark and, you know, it really does, delves with about human nature and a lot of those things. Um, it's kind of like the same here, but uh, not as dark or uh, malicious or anything like that. Um, but there is a level of like, you know, it's not all glamour with the Hollywood system. There were a lot of things that, you know, people would do uh, either to backstab each other or mm. whatever. So it shows, it just shows you how, um, how much testosterone was in Hollywood back in the early days. Well, they, you know, that they were going through uh, the great depression at the time. And exactly. Know, yeah. And, and some, a lot of celebrities during that time period had to take pay cuts because, you know, studios couldn't really afford them for the most it was, of the time. It was a, a very difficult time. Like, obviously, obviously, we know, like, it's not just the film industry, but the video game industry had its big depression time as well, didn't it? That, a few years later. So, like, you can tell, like, big entertainment industries have their moments of very big downturn. Like, I mean, right now, the entertainment industry is having a very big downturn because of coronavirus, obviously. Mm. But, like, if, if, you, if you're going back to, obviously, you know, the sort of the heyday of when Hollywood got started, uh, with that depression, you know basically knocking on to the fact that like all these actors were basically like fighting out for the roles because they were literally from some of them might have even been from paycheck to paycheck you know which is like you can't you couldn't imagine that these days with many celebrities could you so not like, a lot i mean well, they, well this is before time. well this is before they um they initiated like production codes and certain yeah. certain legalities that you were and weren't were not allowed to do on certain mm. productions and it made uh, it more it made, it made it more secure like obviously like you know like how like for many years there was never many speed limits on many roads in the uk like and then a few years after a few years and a lot more sort of like things going wrong and like i think actually the jaguar e-type did like a really quick speed run down the motorway at like 70 miles an hour and then after uh, 70 80 or 100 miles an hour and the 70 mile an hour speed limit was imposed because of it so like that that right. sort of like that like the that that standard of things that come in like you're never gonna have rules or you know like um things to uh i, I don't know like legislation to s protect people or you know like um like um you wouldn't you wouldn't have like the trade unions the way that you would probably like you like, as you're saying like you know at the very starting you know the signpost like those things weren't imaginable at first like it's probably the same thing when it comes to like you know cars like no one thought that they needed the, a seat belt to protect people in the car because you when you when you first built that vehicle you didn't think of the fact that like someone might go it wasn't the going screen. fast enough it wasn't going fast enough to yeah. want it so all these yeah. things like aren't all the same. They, they aren't. They, they aren't like we're, we're comparing them. Like obviously they're in different, their own different leagues. But like all these different things had to happen first before change came, right? And yeah. that's the that's the thing with and this obviously this movie's showing that as well, right? Yeah, it's well. That's the thing. Like you know, people thinking it's gonna be you're gonna see. Uh, you're going to see like, you know, the pre-production, production, the post-production side of uh, Sinners of Cain. That's not the case here. Mm. It is it is about the writer, you know, writing the, the screenplay for Sinners and Cain. But it's about like the whole world that was happening around him, like, um, you know, before and uh, during when he was writing it. And it is for me at least, it was very fascinating. Even though they probably they may have changed things for dramatic purposes, so I take up a pinch, pinch of salt. If you want to really learn about the the Hollywood system back in the 30s and 40s, like I'd really sort of um, look into it and to see like you know the sort of um, sort of the ins and outs of uh, what was going on for the studios and mm. etc. Yeah, uh, so like I said, it's uh, 
uh, I I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought you know the love of detail was just incredible. Like I, I mean, the actors did a really good job. Um, mm. So yeah, I, I just think it's, this is it's, again, like I said earlier, it's another win for uh, uh, for Netflix and uh, Fincher. So um, I think in, in I these hope- in these times, you could you could kind of say that Netflix need this right now because people might be like, what what what. Um, why would she need you? Uh, well, she needs you. So, why would you need uh, like the support that you're getting? Because obviously, with Netflix, Netflix were the big streaming service that really kind of kicked it all off, right? Mm, you could yeah. you could say we're having a resurgence of like that sort of the code of conduct and the way that things worked like back at the start of Hollywood. Now with the streaming service, like this is like the third iteration, really. You could say of like of Hollywood online with all the different streaming services trying to release big releases and try and make their mark on the, on the, on the industry. Yeah. And Netflix, obviously you think wouldn't need to do that, but Netflix, the reason why Netflix is surviving, surviving is because they keep on being constant. Like people are like, whoa, they've just released a new TV show last week. Where did they just pull that out of their butt? Like well, they probably did. <laughs> well, that's the thing that they're actually like millions of dollars in debt. So I don't that's know it, where yeah. they, so that's the thing. Like, I don't really know where they got their money. Do they, they make the a profit? From. Like, that's well, that's the question. Like, it's like, do they make a profit from? Because obviously, they released uh, fil- like all these films that get um, you know, uh, award nominations or wins, like uh, films like Marriage Story, The Irishman, uh, Roma, mm. and now Mank. Like, you know how you know they may get um, they may get nominated or at least win a few Oscars or Baftas or whatever. Exactly. But you know what what is that going to do with um? You know, how is that going to affect with uh, the streaming services? Like, do they get again? Like, do they make a profit? And you know, and it just makes me think, like, well, surely the only profit they're going to make from it is when they come out on Blu-ray and, and DVD, which Netflix has partnered with Criterion um, to. Yeah, people don't even realise that. A lot of people no. actually didn't know that. You can go to HMV and find them on the shelves as you walk in. Yeah, I, I've only just noticed because I remember the first film I noticed was Roma was released on like by Criterion. I'm like, and then yeah. marriage, then marriage story, then um, uh, the Irishman followed suit. So I'm like, ah, oh, mm. right. So all the films um, are going to be released on all the Netflix. Some it depends because uh, they're very silent about it. They don't. They, they the thing with the thing with Netflix is unlike your typical company that would make a bit of a noise about it, saying that it's available now to to go and buy you know and everything like that mm. netflix don't tell you that it's like it's like if you're a hardcore enough fan of movies and tv shows you'll go and find them in the shops kind of thing right yeah um um it's it's and it's also depending on the studio because if it's like annihilation for example that was originally released by paramount in the states but because they did do you know enough box office success then they it's like house of cards right as well that no, was available ha- uh, now House of Cards was always Netflix, so. But I mean, that um, was I. I have seen that you can you can get the box sets. Yes, you Netflix can. So you, you can you can buy it, and it's the same with um, Daredevil and. Yeah, uh, all the other Marvel properties have definitely had releases that like that. Yeah, I think um, I still Altered Carbon as well, but I might have been wrong. Uh, probably not yet, but I won't be surprised if I'm still I'm still to watch that show. I've heard so many good things about it, but mm. I, I mean, I, I've just started on Netflix. If we're just on, you know, obviously on that talking basis, I just started uh, Van Helsing, even though it got it's only got three series. It's like it's only been like last year, I think, the last series. It's like mad. Yeah, uh, it it's... looks like a really good show, though. So, um, yeah. So I'm. It's kind of like now i've watched it it's, uh, it's sort of like well what's next but then like i said it's there's going to be 
uh, Wonder Woman 1984, and then Souls. And there's probably a few others, but those are the only two I could think of that I'm really looking forward to. And the reviews for Souls is astounding. Like I'm, I'm, mm. I'm really excited. And it's from the director who did um, uh, Inside Out and um, and Up. So those yeah. are my two my two favorite Pixar films right now. So if he does, oh it, gosh, I, yeah. So if he, so if he, if he does like another home run for this one, which I've heard it, he has already done so. Then I'm looking forward to it. Oh yeah, uh, honestly, it's just, it's going to be uh, quite an interesting few months to happen. Uh, I'm I'm definitely uh, <laughs> definitely thinking what what like what's going to come out of it all. Like obviously and everything that happens down the line, uh, and you know all that sort of jazz. But yeah, I mean that that's one for like the future. Like you know more conversation about like you know where the streaming services are going with things. Like obviously like bit like this is the start of next year. We'll like sort of get a bit of an idea of how people are reacting to it in the states. Maybe whether we're going to get an equivalent of that sort of thing over here. Mm. Um, also as well, like speaking of things, obviously it's now Christmas. Now at the minute it's the fifth of December. We're recording this. Is you mm. obviously going to listen to this on the sixth? But in I think either the next or the one after episode, we are going to do something quite interesting that I think people will be very, very interested in. Of course, obviously it's Christmas, so we, where would we be without doing something to do with Christmas? And obviously as we did with Halloween, we're going to do. Um, and you was like that'll be cool. So like you was very much on board the minute I said it. We'd basically do our own version of the sort of the, the good, bad, and the ugly, but the order switched around for movies of Christmas. So you'd be like starting at the shit movies and down to the the movies that you need to see before you before yeah. that you got all the shit movies that you can see if you don't mind wasting two hours of your life. <laughs> yeah, no, and um, and it's also another thing to keep the, the thing going. I'm also gonna do uh, I'm probably a poll for people to tell me which bad movie to watch as well yeah so I might we should both watch to... a bad movie together maybe if it's on prime video or something watch yeah watch party. like because there's oh my god there's there's plenty of films that i've seen on netflix oh, my, like... my mom sucks the, like not that this is a criticism against my mom but i think all moms and dads and anyone who's in their 40s and 50s end up watching the most cringe cringe fest of christmas movies i mean i get sucked in by like one or two because like i like a good you know ram man story like a happy ever after story which is mm. like modern day version and like they're just doing all sorts of things like you know the royal princess and you know the princess peel and whatever, whatever oh, movies God. that are like those names i think there's like one called the royal the royal christmas or something like that, that i've watched a few yeah, times yeah it's it, there's a there's a series of they're movies a bit cringe like, there's, there's like there's like the there's like a royal the royal princess or something and then there's the then there's the sequel to the royal christmas or something like that yeah. i saw the sequel and i'm like this is garbage i think there's what there's one of them that's called that's got like a mythical place in between like one of the european countries called moldova it's called in the film i can't remember which name of the film that was but like the lady that is like the sort you know the, the outsider becoming into the family she ends she's she's basically like a writer like a like a reviewer writer thing and she's still allowed to she's do a, it she's a she's a blogger yeah yeah like, I, I know what you're talking about and there was that sequel where she's giving a baby like the wild baby or something like that i, I mean was they, like, those movies like were a bit cringe but like i could get behind them because they weren't like completely to the point where like they were literally daft as fuck you know what i mean no i i, I couldn't like i i was it was like this is, I like this is like a hallmark card it's so shallow yeah I, to be fair is. the hallmark movies are the ones that my mom probably ends up watching so like you you're, you're, you're the opposite of her then for like but, then, but then again like but then again like speaking you know with me that i see all types of films like good bad and you know everything else so all the uh, bits that come in between yeah so it's kind of like well why stop now so yeah <laughs> but yeah you got um, that to look forward to very much so 
so yeah like i'm just i'm probably going to do on my instagram story uh to say that you know i'm going to watch this movie or, or this movie make your choice and then we'll just do it that way so yeah yeah, yeah um, we might we might put like maybe put like a few stories out on the what topic podcast instagram like a few polls maybe like that we can get like a general consensus overall as well Mm, uh, maybe yeah. see maybe see like some user generated ones of the you know like what's your what's the shittest christmas movie that you've watched and like see if we get like a few pop up and maybe like talk about them in specific detail yeah. and um yeah and we actually might uh, I'm, i think i'm doing a few i'm, I'm gonna, there's two christmas movies that always is is always debatable mm. i'll put that up and see what uh, people say a bit because it's interesting and also Ooh, see we, about the rivalry yeah and, um, the and we'll also bring a, a, another guest on um as well so yeah that, happy days yeah for sure. so yeah uh, with all this stuff with coronavirus this year guys it's still it's still not as bleak as we want it to be i mean we've had we'll tough times this year but we're gonna make the most of christmas i mean i'm starting to get into the christmas spirit now i'm feeling a little bit more christmas in now i know it's in the the first week of december but you know if i if i was being cynical still i don't think i'd i don't think i'd enjoy what i have left of this year and like it's getting better every day like i feel better every day and as we've said throughout the podcast you know and as in general with our friends like you take every day as it comes at the minute and you know what the the pain the the pain that's like on your highs like lifting every day like the, you get a bit more relaxed with things like i can go out now without to feel like someone's like watching me down like while i do a shoot you know like it's not that mm. kind of problem now like where i can go out and do photography shoots like you can go out and do work if you've got work available now like you don't feel like you're being pressured to stay at home no it's like i mean like i said i've um like i think it's not this not next week uh well actually by the end of next week uh, I'll be going off to Reading for that COVID test, and then the Monday mm. on the fourteenth, I'll be having a costume fitting for that. So Ooh. it's kind of so it's like yeah, they 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 um so things are slowly getting back into the st- the stream of things. Mm. Um, I say well, obviously we'll have to work out uh, around that time whether we record two episodes. Obviously this is this is more of a conversation between me and Owen, but like you guys can share in it for a minute. But like we might try and like record yeah. like a maybe like two smaller episodes that we can release one and then the other one after a week so like obviously while you're off doing your you know your acting and stuff like that, you haven't got to worry about it like we could yeah. we can build up that that stream and then i think uh for those who who care like you know like we'll at christmas we'll probably take a small break obviously in the week of christmas and come back probably even the week after all the start of the new year we don't know somewhere in between like from christmas to new year's um so yeah. we'll, we'll figure something out yeah for sure definitely but yeah i think that's a very good place to say thank you very much for joining us for this epic episode talking about quite a few different topics i mean mm. we've gone from talking about trump with his absolutely crazy shit going on with really johnny arnie and obviously his family of the adams family might as well call them that <laughs> um and then obviously mm. down to the very end talking about monk of Calicity, of course like it's really quite uh quite a diverse line that you've gone between like from this end to that end but uh, yeah i'll say we've, we've, we're happy that you join us for the ride yeah no it's it's been good like we always try to make um uh, even though there's you know there's a lot of shit going on on around the world we try to bring some sort of positivity into it and mm. talk about things that people enjoy you know trying to recommend things and you know bring our input into certain things and you know just just give it like a little sort of enjoyment but also an interest of certain things that you may have probably not in, thought about so yeah i'll say we're, we're very much there with you like trying to like understand the world as it happens at the minute like you know so like you know the from you know cineworld going crazy and obviously mm. not going to close until the new year now like 
and to, to like you know the tier system stuff like that having uh lizzie on last week talking about her modeling i mean that's another thing actually we're back a week after that episode still so like we've managed to do mm. two in a two weeks so with even everything going on christmas wise starting to get a bit busier again it's been all right I, th- I think we've been able to manage and you know we hope that you're managing okay too listening on like having a good time obviously throughout what's going on right now yeah for sure so anyways that's that's gonna wrap it up so yeah we'll um we'll uh, we're gonna do the next episodes fairly soon and we'll obviously get people um involved you know with the polls and everything and mm. we'll figure out you know who to bring on to the uh next episode and you know future episodes so yeah um so uh so you can follow us on uh, what uh, what topic on um, what topic uh, podcast on um, at what topic podcast and you can follow us on our twitter and uh instagram so yeah uh, we've got our own yeah, our own things as well yeah be sure, yeah so so be sure to give that a look out so yeah I, uh, so you can follow me at owen.burkett and you can follow josh at mr josh deakin all right and uh so everyone stay safe wear a mask and uh, we'll see you next time Yes, see you next time, guys. Take care. Thank you. And bye-bye. See you then.